Beautiful business people. Pretty awesome year. I uh, haven't checked in in a couple days and I have a lot to catch you up on. So here goes. Now, mind you, I'm not listening to my prior episodes to add on. So you're going to just get my random downloads as I go through this process. Because honestly, I don't have time to re listen. You're going to probably get unedited stuff. I don't know if I've explained to you that this music, for example, is what I hope for everyone. It's, you know, I hope you're happy from Blue October. And I hope that people are happy in business as well as in life, which is where I started using this music on 321 No Kidding podcast in the addiction space. And as you know, I'm here now to tell you about my business journey as it unfolds, because I am pretty confident, like 100% confident that I am going to kick ass in this world and that my businesses are going to grow. And I want to just share it along the way with you. And maybe there's things that future or existing entrepreneurs can learn. I'm new on this adventure, so I figure we can kind of learn together. I'm going to document everything. And, you know, take it or leave it. I'm not, you know, one of these big name guys yet or anything fancy. I will be because I need influence and money to do the things that are really my big dream, which is to build recovery playgrounds, which I'll explain as I go on. So the last couple of days, I haven't been able to catch up with you. And it's because it's been a whirlwind. The things that are happening... So I'm recording this on August 29th, 2020. And where I'm at is we are launching, I'm doing an email challenge called Give Up Gambling Challenge. It's my first time launching it. And that is comprised of of helping gamblers who want to quit. They'll get daily emails and activities at a very reasonable cost to get them started on their quitting gambling journey. Not traditional methods. And it's kind of a culmination of my experience and what I've gained and how I went from being a freaking majorly in-debt, broke-ass, hopeless gambler less than five years ago to on my way to feeling like I can just kick ass all over the world. So that's kind of what I'm trying to share with the world with that. We're also launching our first webinar interactive kind of meeting that we are selling because we're going to teach people how to hire a VA and and why you should hire a VA. And a VA is a virtual assistant. And that's kind of what's evolved in the last month or so of a second company that I've now been involved with, where my head VA had a dream to help her folks in the Philippines. And... I need money to support my mission with 321. So we've partnered together and I'm engaged with a lot of business folks and entrepreneurs just starting out or entrepreneurs that have other jobs. So it seemed like a me, you know, a good fit. I'm surrounded by ideal clients because essentially I am the ideal client. 
So we started that and we just launched our first paid advertising this this weekend, this morning, actually, as I'm recording this. Got the email a little while ago and we want to help people in that space so that they can propel their businesses. Because if you can't, if you, there's not enough time in the day to get it done or if you feel overwhelmed by the tasks, you can't get it done. It just doesn't work. It's it's really hard. And it's interesting because if I didn't know what I knew from recovery, in addition to what I know for business, I think I could have thrown in the towel many times because it's it's a lot. It's a real lot, especially when you take your recovery as serious as I do, which I do my daily readings on 321, or at least I have been since we started in COVID. I don't know what's going to happen when I start traveling more. And as my plate gets fuller, it may just go back to the weekly episodes. I'm not sure what that looks like. However, my recovery keeps me dialed into knowing that I can only do what I can do and I have to prioritize and I have to, you know, do some things here and quit other things here, not quit or just not do sacrifice certain things. Now, most of this year has been sacrificing recreation, fun, things like that. I don't watch TV really unless it's Shark Tank. I have watched, I started from the very beginning. And even that I haven't even finished. I started doing that a couple months ago, but I watched so little TV that I I haven't even finished. And then of course I fall asleep (laughs) because I'm wiped out from doing all the stuff I've been doing. But I haven't been making the trips to Connecticut to see my family. I haven't golfed as much. I haven't goofed off as much. All my vacations were obviously canceled. Although I have a big one coming up really soon. I will be taking, well, I guess let me back up. Let me tell you the exciting stuff that happened this week, which was really why it was super important for me to talk to you right now while the feelings were so fresh in my mind. So I officially turned in my resignation letter on Thursday. I had lunch with my boss and my boss has been a friend of mine for years and years and years, my direct boss. And this last four years, um, it'll be four years in May, has been the first time I've had a report directly to her. So our friendship's kind of different than how it used to be. I'm actually so grateful that I won't be reporting to her anymore. And maybe our friendship can go back to the way it was. It's tough at work when we have two different personalities. One could think that they're complementary, And the other perspective is that, you know, there's some headbutt in there. So at any rate, gave her my notice in person, which was really important to me. It was the same day that I, I was, the premise of our meeting was so that I can get my annual review And we'll talk about how I felt about my reviews in the past and in this instance, as we go forward, that'll be a topic for another day because I can go on and on about reviews. But one of, I'm not leaving the company because it's a bad company. I'm not leaving it because I'm miserable. I mean, there's days and moments I'm miserable. There's things I'm frustrated with, you know, like all the normal. And I'm not just saying this to not burn a bridge. I'm going to share some experiences with you because the way I've been handled by leadership and how I felt as an employee is, I think, important for you to understand. Like, it's it's so important to me. I'm taking the lessons of what not to do as well as what to do. And that's how I'm building my team. And I felt very invisible the last little bit. And, and by that, I mean, you know, you only hear about things when they're bad or I mean, I could tell they're making an effort now or more recently, but 
All right. See, I'm going down another rabbit hole. Okay. Back to, I've given my resignation. (laughs) The reason this is so important is because what's happened over the last few weeks is I have just become, I'm still trying so hard to stick to my self-care routine. I'm doing the 75 hard challenge, which involves two 45-minute exercises a day, reading 10 pages out of a book. Those are the two that are probably the most time-consuming. So right there is is almost two hours a day, right? Just into this challenge. I was podcasting twice a day, which now I'm back to doing. Instead of doing two episodes on 321, I'm now starting to talk to you guys when I can and still doing a daily episode with 321 plus weekly interviews. I was still doing all my classwork and I was in, well, I still currently am. I'm still in three coaching programs. Two will end next April and one will end next year around this time. I just signed up with uh, another coach that I've been working with, the one who actually taught me how to do the email challenge. And he is a writer and I plan on, I'm in the course of writing two books as well. So (laughs) I've kind of, one I work on weekly in a group because it's a collaboration. And the other is I, I just kind of press pause on it because I had to shift those priorities, which is fine. I will circle back to it. So I had all these things going on. Plus I was trying to do my full-time job and it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. And even working from home now, I could have sat here and literally paid no attention. And, you know, there would have been no repercussions essentially other than my work wouldn't have got done. But I could have worked completely full-time on my business while collecting a paycheck from the company. Now that is what I call stealing. So did I, was I perfect working from home? No, I took meetings and stuff during the day and that had to go with my perceived value. I know the value I've offered the company and I'm a salary employee. So I knew what output they were getting and the value and the translation. Like I'm leaving the company before bonus time. So all the money that I've put in the bank in the company is now theirs. It's like a gift. So they gave me a little bit of a gift of time. Yeah. So anyway, balance. So it was time. It's time to quit. Now I'm I'm gonna tell you the complete truth. I don't have, I mean, I think I have a couple thousand dollars in the savings account. I tried to get a personal loan and I'm a little pissed about how they handled it because my credit score is amazing and I haven't had a missed payment since I quit gambling. So I'm a little frustrated I didn't get it. However, being the universe kind of girl that I am, after getting really upset for about two minutes, three minutes. I, sw- I flipped the scratch and I, I, I switched to gratitude and said, okay, thank you universe for not giving me this. You must have another plan for me. I must, I'm going to be all right. Like, and, and that's a big piece of my journey and faith, which I never had in anything before the last maybe two years has really put me in this zone. And I'm a complete believer that I'm going to be okay. And that's part of why I want to document this journey because I want you to know that you'll be okay too if you have faith, if you have the determination, if you have the confidence, if you have the dedication, if you're willing to go all in on your dreams. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going all in on my dreams. So just knowing that I was getting really close to quitting, 
was kind of freeing. Like I knew that it would free up my time. It would free up other people telling me what to do. Although my team does a really good job of telling me what to do because they know better. And that's fine. I'm happy that they know better. I'm happy that they're telling me what to do and saving me some of those mistakes. So I'm very super grateful for them. But at the end of the day, I get to make the final choice. Now, it's a more educated choice, but it's my choice. I don't have one, two, three bosses that directly impact me, plus other departments. That was another frustration of mine this year was there was other departments dictating to me how to do my job to make their job easier, which made my job harder, which made me resent them and the process. And it was so asinine because I had jumped through hoops the last couple of years to modify the process because somebody else said it was a different way. I don't have to deal with none of that shit anymore. And I also know to not do that shit to my people and to be really dialed in on that. I'm sure I'm making my my lead VA slash business partner now for the VA business. I'm sure I'm making her crazy because she is super amazing and wants to do everything and get it all done. And I'm like, well, we're going to need like 20 of you as we continue to grow. So you can't keep things close to the vest. So start like know the process and then start delegating them. And we got to start training. I call them mini Annas or more Annas. And it's important to me that I keep reminding her of that because I don't want her to hang on to that. And I feel a little naggy sometimes, but I'd rather nag her on that and help make her successful. And she gets it. Don't get me wrong. She totally freaking gets it. But I want to keep paying attention to those people things. Like I don't like, like it's one thing if I'm up at three or four in the morning working and I'm up till nine, 10 at night, 11, whatever working, but I don't want my people doing that. So it's important to create an environment that they're not doing that and that they don't feel like they have to do that. So there's a whole lot of nuggets. I guess I'm going to be sharing a lot of business stuff with you guys on my experiences from corporate America to where I'm at today and how they tie in. Cause that's what seems to happen is my ideas are all relative. But anyway, this was the take the plunge moment. And here I sit with very little money. I will be cashing out my 401k, which isn't, you know, a ton of money, but it'll keep me. I know I'm comfortable for a year. Like I won't kicked out of my place or anything. If I was to generate zero income from now for a year, I could survive before I was homeless and starving or anything. And I've also taken into fact, again, my recovery is going to tie really closely to my business. So my essentially who I am has to do with my recovery, my business, my spirituality and believing in the universe. And the fact that I'm transparent, I'm not going to pull any punches. You're going to get the truth from me and take it or leave it, by the way. Um, I hope that you stay with me. I hope that I can teach you things. This is just who I am. And I lost my train of thought before that. Businesses, quitting, homelessness. I don't know. Totally lost my train of thought. And that's all right, too. Lots, lots going on. And I'm losing my train of thought quite often, to be honest. So we'll continue on this path together. I'm very excited. I did give my two weeks. And oh, by the way, if if you're broaching this position, it's important to always give you two weeks. I will tell you. All right. I'm going to tell you a story, a, a quick story, because I thought this was obnoxious. So a couple, no, last week, I called HR. Like I knew I was resigning and I called HR for advice. And I said, hey, I said, I'm going to resign. But I know that I've done all this work and not for nothing. I'd like my bonus. 
because I know they're going to bonus because I already have like a ton of money sitting in the bank and it would be really hard to screw it up. Possible, but improbable. So there's that. Plus, I'm I'm still, I still take my job personally and I didn't want to give up my programs. Like it's important to me that things are done kind of my way. I really know how to manage my desk and and my job functions. And I would have liked to see that through. Well, I had asked HR, like, how do I, should I present this to them? You know, is there something that we can work out where I could still bonus and they can still get the bonus of all the amount of sales and margin that they would get from me doing things the way I do it. And she's like, yeah, that's a great idea. So then as the, you know, the week went on leading to the meeting to quit, I realized that it was actually stressing me out the idea of staying on because it was almost like no different than like, I might as well stay on and do what I'm doing now and just, you know, not work that hard at that, get my programs done and then be doing my business. But there was something stressful about the fact that other people could still kind of dictate me, dictate to me what I was supposed to be doing and and all that. So when I turned in my resignation, I did not make that offer. Okay, cool. One of the bosses um, writes back relatively quickly after my letter, you know, like, hey, is there anything I can do? It's nice of him. The other one ignores it that day, the more immediate chain of command. And he's someone, you know, if maybe if he wasn't there, maybe it would be different for me. But he's definitely been a point of, I, I was really on board with when he came on. Again, this could be a whole other show and we'll talk about it maybe down the road. But I was really on board and supportive when he came on and then he broke promises and broke trust and, and essentially lied to me. So I'm sorry once you lie to me and you don't treat me the way I feel like I deserve to be treated, then yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not. I'm not a super fan anymore. So he says to me, not the first day, but the next day, he's like, he made the statement, are you 100% sure you want to leave 100% of the time? So how I read that, like maybe he should have picked up the effing phone, folks. But how I read that was, is he asking me on a scale of my happiness? Because that's the place I'm in. Is he saying like, am I miserable 100% of the time? So I wrote back and I was like, this isn't about my happiness. It's about the fact that I don't have enough time to work on my new businesses. Well, he didn't ha- he didn't care about my happiness. That had nothing to do with it. He was saying, did I want to totally leave the company, like take the risk to go out and do the work on my own? Basically, do I want to stay connected to the organization? And I totally missed that until we spoke, which, oh, by the way, I had to call him originally. And then he called me back because, guys, email just doesn't it just doesn't do it. You know, written communication just does not always convey what we're trying to convey. So I call him and what he basically says to me is, well, you know, you you lose your time with the company if you leave, which I know because I left and I've come back before and I lost all my time. They didn't bridge it. Do you want to work part-time in the store or something? So my skills, what I believe is the skills that I bring to the table, the things that would really benefit the company, the things I would have, I, I was talking to HR about trying to help them get through the year with, that had nothing to do with it. Basically, what I heard when he said to me about this, do I want to keep my foot in the door is, well, I have zero confidence in the fact that you're going to succeed. So here's a way to have a backup plan. That's what I heard. And that's what I felt after that conversation. And in the business world, we don't get to say, fuck you. 
Although I really wanted to, but I didn't. I said, thank you. I'm confident I'll be successful. Like, why would I go work in the store at say minimum wage versus my salary? And maybe because I'm skilled labor, I'd get a little more. I don't know. But the value of my time has gone up, guys, like not gone down. So there's so many lessons in what I'm sharing in this story. Again, how are we treating people? He wasn't even dialed into how I was feeling. Totally not getting it. And then it felt like a huge insult as I'm leaving. Like, well, I'm not capable. I'm not confident that you're going to succeed. So here's a bone where in his mind, I'm, I'm fairly confident in his mind. He's thinking he's doing me a service by telling me that I can, you know, maybe go to the stores and stay on the books. Needless to say, I'm not going to miss his management style at all. And I'm just going to like be relieved that working with him is not part of my struggle anymore. It's okay. You know, he he may have a very good skill set at something. You know, there must be value or they wouldn't have brought him on. It's not for me to say. It doesn't matter. This is my story, not his. So I didn't mean to digress so much. I just want you to hear what I'm what I'm saying. There's two big takeaways from this. One is, you know, like I'm not going to let him control how I view myself. You know, my confidence isn't wavered because he's making me question it, even though he has a higher title than me in that company. And this, the second one is when you want to commit and believe in yourself and go all in, go all in, like just do it. You know, like I'm so committed to it. And I had said, you know, when I was waiting for that personal loan results, I felt something off about it in my gut. This had, this was happening last week and and the lady like just made it sound so like 99.999% it was confirmed. It was just a matter of looking over my documents, like my ID being proof that I am who I am. But just something was unsettled in my gut the whole time. And I had said to my friend, I said, you know what? Even if I don't get the loan, I'm resigning. And that was before I even knew, you know, that I could take out my 401k money at less of a penalty than I anticipated. And here's the thing. I believe in myself so much. I don't believe I need that 401k money. I believe that I'm going to be so successful. I mean, this show is probably going to be named Bobby's Billions. Like that's how confident I am in my ability. And that I will now process through billions of dollars in my life. Maybe I won't necessarily have billions of dollars in the bank because the things that I want to do with the money are not buy a bigger house or it's not anything to do with the money actually staying in my possession. I don't have children. I don't care about passing it down. I need to make sure that Kai is all set. But in my opinion, I don't need billions to survive in any context. I actually, what I'm going to do today, <laughs> and maybe my views will change as I become a higher earner. I guess I guess we'll stay tuned. I'll have to check in with you. Even once money and income starts rolling in, I'll have to let you know if as my success grows, if my appetite for material things grows, but I don't think it will. I don't care about the money. I just need the money so that people will pay attention to the message around the gambling addiction, right? Like that's that's really the root of it. And people need help and, and need to be, they just need to be helped. And, and my dream, my big business dreams align with helping people, helping people with addiction, helping homeless people, helping vets. Like I got, if I have the money and the influence, I can help those folks in addition to there's some law things. I I don't know politics. It's not my forte. I have my best friend's wife is really smart on those kinds of things. And the things she talks about are way over my head, as well as way different than how I think. 
So it's important to keep her close to me so that I can hear her, you know, listen to her and hear her. She gets me thinking differently. So it's like I said, it's important because down the road, I really do. I want I want some laws changed about, you know, how gambling facilities interact with recovery communities and awareness messages and and how we prevent gambling from children. And like, I, I just have an endless list. So I need money for those things. I don't need money because I need a name brand purse. Like, I just don't need one. Don't want one. I mean, I actually, I bought a Michael's Kors not too long after I quit gambling. And um, I hate it. It's in my closet. I hate it. I like my little, I bought some at like one of those, I don't know, a little shop down in uh, this market in Atlanta. And I think it cost me 30 bucks. And I've been happy with that. And I haven't been carrying a purse since since all of this anyway. I, I want to be a very simple life, which brings me to where I'm going today. I am going RV shopping. So part of my other part of my dream is next year when my lease is up in this apartment is I want to move into an RV, not because it's cool, which evidently it is. And I had no freaking idea. I was a truck driver in my 20s and I was completely fine being a truck driver, even a cab over. And if if you're young, you might not know what a cab over is, but they were not like the nice trucks that exist today. So I think living in an RV will be like a mansion compared to living in a truck. So I'm pretty excited about that concept. I still love driving. And oh, by the way, I can listen to my audiobooks and my learning and continue to improve myself if I'm driving myself around the country. And the more I'm driving around the country, the more experiences I have, the more I get to share, the more I get to learn, the more people hopefully I get to impact. And yeah, that's where I'm at. That's what I want to do. So I am going to go RV shopping today, not because it's trendy on TikTok, but because it's better than my truck. And I forgot. I remember when I lost my train of thought, I think what I wanted to mention that had to do with with the money and the quitting work is in March, it'll be four years since I quit gambling. In that time, I, you know, I've quit the gambling, which has saved me a, a ginormous amount of money. And actually all the money I've spent investing in my education recently and myself and my business, I just am like, yep, I would have gambled it away. At least now I'm doing good. Like that helps. My quirky relationship with money has helped me get over some of that fear. And if you're thinking by any chance that what I'm doing is a gamble, I talked it over with my counselor and she says it's not. I can't remember the reason exactly how she said it, but the way she framed it and knowing me, she knows like I'm not just doing this for the action of a gamble. She knows that I'm doing it with real purpose. So that was refreshing because I did ask that question because as someone in recovery, I have to ask those questions. But the other thing is I've given up the gambling, which was a lot of money. I've given up drinking since last December. Now, I don't know still if quitting drinking is a permanent thing for me. I'm not exactly sure how I view that yet. I'm still kind of on the fence. And I have given up smoking. I'm on day 33. But I've been trying for the last couple of years since I quit gambling. And it's been a roller coaster of, you know, weeks, days combined where I haven't smoked. So I have the money from my vices because when I was drinking, I'd go out, I could spend a hundred bucks a night, you know, drinking and dinner and whatever. So all of these money are now going towards good things or the fact that I'm not doing those things, I don't really need the money. So that's where I'm at. 
So I am going to get ready to go RV shopping right now. And um, I think I gave you a lot of information today. And I'm excited to continue documenting this journey. It's, it's really pretty freaking cool. And I'm so proud of myself. And it's okay that I say that I'm proud of myself because I've earned it. And I should feel good about all my efforts this year. I've worked so hard, so hard. My friends are going to Zumba online and I'm at the computer. My friends are golfing and I'm at the computer or I'm on Zoom calls or I'm networking or I'm writing or I'm whatever. That's what I'm choosing to do. And the only thought that creeps in my head a little bit is like, you know, those songs about working too hard and and not, you know, appreciating life. I don't think I'm doing that. And I'm even if I got hit by a bus tomorrow and I've said this many times that, you know, I have no regrets. I'm trying to do it the best way I can. And the strategy is to get it to where I can enjoy life and not have to like be consumed by work 24-7. I absolutely will not. I've taught myself how to not do that since I've been in recovery. I will not be a workaholic anymore. I will, though, set the foundation. I always, every time that I've either changed locations or jobs or whatever, the first year is what I call the investment year. So I will bust my ass to the core and try to set up my first year. But then, then it's okay. Then you start finding the practices and that's enough time in my mind to get the foundation laid to have, you know, successful work-life balance, whatever trendy word is called by the time I publish this. So that's my philosophy on that. I guess I owe you guys about 12 more episodes off of all the different things that I've touched on today. But this is just a high level view of, of where I'm at I will keep you posted because there's even, I didn't even start telling you about the other, at least one more business that's in the hopper that we're in the process of creating. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you for listening to me, letting me share with you my journey. There's parts of me that want to publish this like right as I'm recording them, but that's not where I'm at. So I think it'll be much more exciting when I launch the whole thing and share it with the world you know once i have the like the before and the after right now we're kind of like in purgatory in the middle so thanks for listening i'll be back with an update too thanks